Let's do it! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Tyree Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendricks, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Diddy Escobar, a.k.a. No one was feeling like Floyd in the May weather this year. Because May was <laughs> shitty as hell. And on the May line, sucked. On the hotline, no pretty Ricky, as always. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. that fine-ass badass, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that little baby who's hot, hot in here. You know what, friend? I'm be honest with you. I would hope so. I would hope, you, I would hope you, we would be honest with each other. I'm fucking tired. I am drained. <laughs> We've been tired for two months, baby. We've been tired for two months. We took a vacation, and I need a vacation for my vacation. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, like, we we tried to take a vacation to escape reality, and reality smacked us in the face. Anyway. <laughs> reality caught the fuck up. Um, um, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, it, it did feel good to hang out with a bunch of women who got, like, who get 500 likes on Instagram. It that's <laughs> Um, that felt, that felt you know what you're not wrong you're not wrong um, you know what I'm saying? our little photo shoot so real quick for anybody who missed it um, we took a family a family vacation to uh, Gatlinburg um, we went down for there last Friday stayed for a couple of days um, it was cool we didn't leave the cabin because Gatlinburg is not, Tennessee has not shut down um, and fuck the Rona I'm not getting sick for you niggas but I definitely needed some time out of the city so it worked out yeah, definitely. So we was, um, you, you honestly, 2020 has been so weird that I, I see people like with no masks and I get disgusted. I'd be like, like, I see people with no mask. I get disgusted. I see people wearing our masks wrong. I'm like, it's supposed to go over your nose, not under it. If you're going to wear your mask under your nose, you might as well not wear a mask, you stupid motherfucker. Um, and I didn't think that that would be one of my pet peeves um, coming into the year. I did not, I did not anticipate that. Um, and just kind of seeing just people like just not social distance and and even again, we were in Tennessee, we were in Gatlinburg in, in the midst of like huge racial tension. And you felt it like we almost beat up five white people. Oh, for sure. I almost pissed out a dribble. white woman in the middle of in the middle of Walmart. Off um, the dribble. I almost beat a white kid up. That white kid kept staring at me. And I was like, man, we could fight. I, we beat up kids. I definitely yeah. tossed kids. You got me fucked up. I got three kids in my house right now. They you think I'm afraid to beat up a kid? You got me fucked up. These kids can get it and their parents can catch the shit too. Ain't no qualms about it. Ain't no qualms about it. And but, and the um, funny and the funny thing was so again, we was it was kind of like a, a family 
family get together. You know what I mean? We was cool. It wasn't a, wasn't wasn't a cabin season sort of situation. You know, we had um, and you know, we was kicking it. We was cool. And so I think so when we had neighbors in our cabin, like we had people staying to the cabin next to us, and like I guess oh, they pulled yes, up. Them. I guess they pulled up. They pulled up Saturday or whatever because we pulled up Friday. They pulled up Saturday. And like you know, you, you know, n- niggas try to speak, and they kind of just gave us a stank eye. And I was like, I hope they're not loud, mind you. We were playing, we were playing like Lucky Day on like a normal volume, and because we are who we are as people, we was like, oh, you hope we're not loud. Heard you. So we moved the speaker that that we have mm-hmm. from like its normal position on the inside of the house to like the porch. We turned that bitch up all the way. And then, because I'm control, I control the music most of the weekend. I was like, all right, bet, cool. So the first song I play is "Fuck Donald Trump," <laughs> because you, you yeah, that shit was some, so fucking funny. You want to see some niggas? We can show you some niggas. We can show you some niggas. And honestly, the women in that house, the women of the women on the trip, kind of definitely prevented us from getting even more reckless. Because I was with all the shits. I was with every bit of I explained to friends, I was like, listen, the Airbnb is not like the rental. We rented a car. And then, of course, we ended up having to take Griselda, too. But like. First of all, if that Airbnb was in my name, I would have took all the kind of all types of penitentiary chances. Girl, fuck you. I would have rolled so much hell. Hell no. That's just not in my name. And we're five and a half hours from home. So it's like, all right, I could either. I can either raise hell, go smooth the fuck off and be well within my rights to do so and jeopardize, you know what I'm saying, somebody else's Airbnb credibility. If this shit was in my name, it would have been a different story. So it was just, you know, risk management here is what I was working on. Like, I want to make it home. I want to cuss you out, but my need to make it home outweighs my desire to cuss you out. And that's what the fuck was saving a lot of these white people's asses this weekend. Don't get me wrong. If we were in Cincinnati, I'd have took a little bit more, a couple more chances, but nah, five and a half hours away from home. I, we got kids and responsibilities and shit. I'm going to tuck it. It's okay. That drive to Gatlinburg is so boring. It's so boring. I don't know it's... why, but the trip home was much faster. Well, tri- we I didn't stop as much. what it was. Yeah, the we trip home was so got... much faster. We didn't, well, on the, on the way there, like, First of all, we had to get all the supplies and we had to like make several stops over the course of it. On the way back, once we kind of, once we ate, we kind of just pushed it. We were like, fuck it, let's go. Um, and plus, you know, plus I think me and you were driving back and we both were like, <laughs> right, right. I was one of those situations where a bitch is ready to go home. I'm ready to get my and... bed. I'm ready to shower in my own shit. I want to go home. I, I, I was pushing Griselda to the, the upper limits of how fast it could go. She knows, and she felt it, because I went to go drive my car today, and I was like, somebody else was inside of my baby, and it just, you know, it's like when another nigga fuck your bitch. That fit don't fit right. It just, like, something <laughs> about it was, something about it was off, bro. You, it was you, just you, off. You, you fly, you fly there, like, wait a minute. Hold wait a goddamn hold. minute. This shit ain't this where I left it. <laughs> It's not. My whole car looked up at me like Coop from All American. Like, it's just like, no. It was off. Something was so off. 
You let them mistreat me. <laughs> you let him beat me. My car felt so bad today. <laughs> your, car, your, car felt like anim- your car felt like anime. Shut up, Calvin. Jesus Christ. No, and on top of that, I love y'all niggas, but y'all have my car smell like boy. And I'm not saying that, like, boys necessarily stink, but boys smell distinctive. And, like, y'all smell like boy. I don't have niggas in my car. Your so, car like, not made for niggas. Your car not made it's for not. niggas. Your car, I drive, like, your, car is made, your car is made for women and niggas over 5'9", which are, some could argue the same thing. Yeah, my son in a minute getting ready to hate my car because I am tiny. And I'm not buying nothing big because that nigga decided to be 6'3". It's not, fuck you. Absolutely not. Trash. So yeah, I'm a terrible parent. I'm not accommodating my child. Fuck him. You relax on how you talk about my talk about my nephew like that. Ooh, pull up on you. I'm weak. He about but to friend, be taller than you. Would be. He about to be taller by the end of the summer. Absolutely. So fuck wrong with you. Absolutely. By um, August, he's gonna be taller than me. But let's yeah. go ahead and get this. Uh, we have a shoot your shot PSA. We're gonna go ahead and knock out. Um, Calvin, I'm gonna let you. Go ahead, handle that. Uh, okay, all right. Um, so again, we, before we get back into our regularly scheduled programming, we want to take a time out. We 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 do not live under rocks. We understand the climate. We understand. Um, we understand the the levity and the seriousness of what's being talked about. Um, on social media, and we we would be remiss. We would be um, irresponsible. For us to not, for us to ignore that. Um, so, on behalf of the Shooter Shop Podcast, we want to make sure that we publicly on our platform state that we stand in solidarity with all survivors of sexual abuse and assault, um, and that we we encourage and we demand continued respectful conversations about consent and its forms. Um, it is. It is. It is something that it, this these these conversations are important to have. They they aren't pretty, they aren't they aren't lighthearted, but they're important to have. And um, on previous episodes, two of the last four or five episodes we've released this month, um, we have touched upon um, consent and and sexual assault and sexual abuse in in, in long segments. So if you are listening. And you're wondering why we had not gone in depth with 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 the con- with the concept of consent and sexual assault, um, considering everything that has been um, talked about, revealed, exposed, mentioned over the last ten days or so. We have spoke on it in depth um, plenty of times on our podcast. And if you have any questions on about how we stand, we will be more than happy to refer you um, to our both episodes to get a, to get yes. a, a better a better glimpse and our viewpoint on these topics um, we're not ignoring we're, we're, we are not we are not burying our head in the sand um, we just kind of want to make sure that we're not constantly reiterating the same points because I think at this point neither myself or Alex's opinions on the matter will change publicly as far as how we Correct. believe and our opinion and our opinions will always be 
we stand with the survivors. We stand with the survivors of sexual abuse and assault. And we always continue to encourage real, deep, meaningful conversations about rape culture, about consent and what that looks like, and how we can continue to protect the most vulnerable in our society. I agree. Um, like Calvin said, we don't we don't record in a vacuum with no outside influences and no, um, you know, without being informed. And uh, I'm trying to again pick. We very careful with my verbiage because words mean things. And um, you know, uh, especially with the you know, not to dance or, or paint it pretty, but the topic of sexual assault has weighed heavily within not only just our community, but even closer to home and with our, our personal friend group. And it's, it's a lot. Um, we, of course, we stand with the victims of sexual assault. We stand with survivors and whatever atonement and acknowledgement and accountability looks like for you, we support that 110%. Um, there also needs to be a deeper conversation and a real conversation about consent. Um, because as we learn, and as a woman, as I continue to learn more about consent and realizing that some of the sex I've had in my life wasn't consensual based upon what I've now learned, it makes me sick a little bit. It makes me know that some of my experiences were warranted and unwarranted and boundaries were crossed that I didn't even realize were crossing. So for me, it's, there's a conversation for me that needs to be had about that. If I didn't know that my boundaries were crossed, Maybe my counterpart didn't know either. And so it starts to get into the nuance and gray areas of consent that I didn't even know myself existed. So, um, I, you know, we stand, you know, I'm trying, like, I'm trying not to get emotional because topics like um, this are emotional. They're, they're innately heavy, emotional. They're, 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 they're heavy by design. They're heavy by nature. They're not designed to be taken lightly. Um, and because right. of because of the, the type of people, the type of thinkers that we try to be, um, these sorts of things definitely impact us in a way um, that can can honestly, you know, can can be tiresome in in, in, in parts. Um, again, a, a real conversation about consent needs to be had. Um, a conversation that understands that. Consent is not necessarily as black and white as as we were told it was. Um, right. And I think and, that, and you sound, and what's crazy is that when I say that, right, and me and you have had conversations like this, about this off whack. Um, but when we say that there is gray area in consent that we just, we don't talk about because it almost feels like you shouldn't talk about it. Like, what do you mean consent is black and white? But everybody has a story where you didn't know, or I didn't know, or I like can't everyone's had, or... everyone, Everyone's had a story where, for example, and we'll kind of put this on wax and kind of push it, keep it pushing. Everyone has a story where both parties were, were drunk. And yes. you guys met up at the club. You guys are both drinking. You guys went home. One thing led to another. You woke up the next morning, and you're like, what happened? Like, everything, oh, yeah. and like, we're songs upon songs about drunk sex and like and inebriated and, and sex and inebriated sex oh. and, and and or intoxicated highs, all of this stuff. And we're and, and and if we're looking at the textbook definition of consent, you can't give consent if you're not sober. 
Right. And we all so talk about if, what it's like. We have the debate all the time about, oh, what's better, drug sex or high sex? And technically, that's sexual assault. Because if you're under the influence, you can't give a yes or no. And mm-hmm. we always talk about, and I think, again, there's more gray areas to consent. Like we say, I've given nonverbal consent with body language and the way I move. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you had the, the right away. You know what I mean? But we, they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we could talk, we just, and we we could talk about even about body functions. And like sometimes like it's been proven that like a man will, 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 get, will get aroused or a woman will, will, will get aroused even when like she's, she or he is not necessarily wanting a sexual encounter because sometimes your body will react in a way, way different than your mind does. And like all of those different things um, aren't black and white. They're not very, 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 very they are shades of gray. Um, and we're not doing this, to, and we're not saying this to, to discredit anyone or to say that like what somebody believes right. is sexual. We're just saying that because this needs to be a, a conversation. And in, in order for us to continue to protect the most vulnerable people, in order for us to continue to try to dismantle the rape culture that has been, per, you know, perpetually in motion, these sort of conversations, real life, real tough conversations need to be had. And not all of them are going to be public. And I think that's the one thing I think we all have to understand that, like, we, we shoot for public accountability and, and public conversations. A lot of times the most gritty, revealing, hard conversations aren't meant for public consumption because it's between two people who may under understand each other in a way that the general public will understand. When me and Alex talk about certain things off wax, we don't have to worry about wording things a certain way that may come off offensive to a, per- a person who doesn't know me as well because I understand what you what you're what we're exactly. trying to say to each other. Those conversations are designed that- to be public publicly consumed. The other part about it is when do you want and and this is my question and this is always my question because I don't think that you should do things without intention. Whether whatever your intention is, whatever you're you're trying to do, you need to do it with intention. And when you start speaking about sexual assault, my own, what do I want from this? Which is the reason why a lot of times women don't come forward. What do you want? It's a, what are it's you a, looking it's for? A, it's, a, it's a tough road. It's a tough road. Um, and right. again, we're not necessarily because allegations we're not ignoring. In them, right. Allegations we're in themselves have this. consequences. Right. And we're yeah, not, we're, it's we're, not to be ignored, but it's serious. And my question is always going to be what do you want? What are you looking for? What do you need? And whatever it is, even if it's nothing, it's still valid. But I just, try to go into these conversations with the correct intentions and with learning and the ability to want to learn and want to grow and want to understand for both male and female counterparts. Like it needs to be, the conversation needs to be less emotional and more objective if we actually are trying to get to understanding. And, and, I, and, and I agree and I, it'll, I, I'll end it on this. I agree. I understand. We need to hold, we need to hold people accountable for our actions, and and if you ch- and you may have not intended to harm someone, but you did, and you have to, and we have to hold up people to accountable to that. Um, I agree. We are we are 
we are in solidarity with the people who have suffered. I think that's the main thing. The main thing over all else, over any other conversation that we want to have is like solidarity with the victims and survivors. Um, because that is the most important thing, that protection of um, the most vulnerable people in our society. Um, and I think that is how I want to leave it is, again, because again, this, this conversation is something that we've had frequently over the past month and a half, um, you know, with, with the different allegations and different conversations that have come out to light. Um, so again, we should shout podcast. We stand in solidarity with the victims. We stand in encouragement of real tough conversations involving consent and the continued destruction of rape culture as is. I think that's, I think that if, if you take away anything from that, take away that statement. All right. Absolutely, all right, Calvin. Right. So we're just going to go ahead and move right along. Mm-hmm. Um, what is first up on our docket? Let me see. Um, so <laughs> some bullshit, some fuckery, some trash. Some you know what? Bullshit. I would like to give an update. I would like to give an update. Is this, is this a safe space, Calvin? <laughs> um, Listen. Things are going well. Want, I'm sorry. I don't want, I don't want no smoke with, with, with Buddy. Buddy. Buddy can snipe me. From 300 <laughs> yards away. I don't want no smoke with that So I know people are wondering, like, Alex, does he, because so, somebody did hit me up and ask me, does like the Italian stallion, does he listen to the podcast? And I was like, well, actually, yeah, he does. Like, and he is entertained. He's actually receiving the podcast very well, which is refreshing, as we all know how my history goes with that. Um, he's actually shared the podcast with his peers. So it's just funny. We have more white listeners. So shout out to all two of y'all. Um. <laughs> and, and the white listeners go they gonna they gonna unsubscribe by the end of this episode they are gonna much. unsubscribe all three of y'all thank you so much for your support um you know what it is the one thing that i do appreciate about the italian stallion is that like he's supportive of the podcast but he also understands that this is a black ass podcast and that you're going to get this is this is something that is for us by us and you're, you are definitely a visitor for this year. And he respects that boundary. And it's something I didn't even have to talk about. I didn't even have to explain it. He, like, he just, like, he gets it. It's great. It's absolutely great. But no, Calvin, like, wipe the, spread, wipe the sweat from your brow. He doesn't hate you. He finds you very funny. Like, you're fine. Listen, listen. It's not, it's not necessary. So, like, we needed, you know. We, we, needed, we needed that last weekend. We go talk about it. Um... <laughs> Imagine if I would have brought that man to this fucking cabin trip. <laughs> Good time. Some, for, for whom? For who? For oh, I, yes. Eat it up. The chaotic parts Some, of me would have had a. I would have had a blast. And then you, you all, you often threaten me on how I need a new podcast co-host because of the jokes that I tell. <laughs> You pulled that bullshit. I promise you, you was gonna need to find somebody else. I <laughs> promise you. And honestly, somebody would have not made it back to Tennessee. Somebody would still be out there in the woods with Yogi Bear. Listen, well, you know what? I'm gonna bet on the man with the AR making it back. Listen, you gonna sacrifice me for the Italian stuff? <laughs> shit, you ain't shit. You don't have he, an AR. Listen. I don't. You are correct. I do not have an AR, 
And he may win the battle by making it back to Tennessee. But I got, I swear to God, I won the four. <laughs> I will. He has an AR. I have cousins. So therefore. <laughs> therefore. <laughs> listen, he may, he may have had me in the first half, but I'm going to get the Come last with. laugh. I'm going to haunt his ass. I'm going to haunt his ass in the afterlife. You acting crazy. Real quick, so you know I got so my my kiddo was here with his brothers for the week. Great, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought a gaggle of like snacks and just bullshit around the house so that you know I don't have to grocery shop and also it's too hot to cook. I don't have air conditioning in my house yet. So anyway, so I bought a bunch of popsicles and I got one of those popsicles that has a joke on the back. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> so why do most fish live in salt water, Calvin? <laughs> This I know this is about to be some bullshit. I know. Um, why do most fish live in salt water? Um, why? 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 I don't even want to guess why. Because they're allergic to pepper. <laughs> I'm embarrassed about how fucking funny that was. You, you ever seen that clip? You ever seen that clip where uh, I think it's in um, Happy it's either in Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, one of the two, where um dude where dude is like Adam Sandler's character is like answering some questions on like this game show, and the the award the the, the character of like dude who's like proctoring the, the test was like that is the single most stupidest thing I have ever think heard was- in the history of American literature. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Honestly, that shit is just funny as fuck to me. It was funny to me, okay? To you have, me. You have, a hum- you have a humor of a 55-year-old dad. Absolutely. Like, you're, like, I feel like you should be telling that joke in a pair of New Balances or, like, white Nike models. <laughs> like Not cut- the New Balance. After cutting grass and, like, you also like jokes. You also like jokes that says like, "I'm hungry." Well, well, hey, hungry. I'm dead. You like both type of jokes. Ugly ass. I do. I'm sick I actually get tickled by those. Absolutely. I'm sick of your anyway, shit. friend, you ready to cut to the shit? Yeah, let's get to, let's, let's get to putting this looking rice. Super fucking proud of Lawrence and Issa. I told y'all the chaotic parts of me were really excited about them getting back together. Okay. So on this week's episode of Insecure, we open we're up gonna the pre- first. We're gonna pretend that we're so we're gonna pretend that Lawrence is the first black man in the history of black men to ever take his girl back after cheating on her. We're gonna pretend that he's the first, okay? So wait, excuse me. First of all, said, black women don't cheat. So and Issa didn't che- and Issa don't che- Issa did not cheat in a vacuum. She did not. Is a a black woman don't cheat or Issa didn't cheat in the vacuum? Which one is it? Is it what you want there? Well, Mike. Both. Okay, but no, black women don't cheat. Issa's half. She's, she's, she got, she mixed in there. Like, Issa mixed. She's mixed. Issa is mixed with nigga. Shut up. Anyway, she is black. Black women still don't cheat. Oh, mm hmm, mm hmm. mm -hmm, Black mm -hmm, women don't mm -hmm. cheat. And yet we have a million side niggas running around. Somebody's lying. Someone's lying. Them side niggas. Why? Listen, if you're a good side nigga, top nachos get the most, not the lesser. And if you're a good side nigga, nobody should know that you're a side nigga, dummy. So 
They lying. They lying. They lying. Okay. Okay. They all, all lying. Right. They, they all, all lying. lying. Maury, I they promise I don't lying. even know Keisha. Hey, this. They all but lying. That what baby got his nose. Hey, this. Just, just blatant. Just blatant lies. All right, cool. Well, so Lawrence and Issa, so we, we, we get into the episode. Lauren and Issa has a montage of them, uh, what I call fucking and feeding. Um, so basically, love it. It's, it's basically, I mean, honestly, that's how you get ass. So, if you, so, so all the people who are wondering how to gain an ass, because I saw a lot of people triggered on the timeline by the no ass joke I retweeted. Um, just, just fucking feed, like eat and fuck. A lot of coming, a lot of going, and. You're my you'll favorite get, is get, coming. We know. We, we know. We know quarantine. Anyways. So. <laughs> so. They start with the montage. And then Issa hits, hit, hits niggas with the, so what are we? Because again, she's asking Lawrence. Did Lawrence, you know, kind of chop things off of Condola? And uh, Lawrence says, like, yeah, like, I talked. No loose ends. Whatever. Honestly. I still think that nigga somewhat lying because why the fuck was Condoleezza so pressed in the last episode if it was just to not talk no more? It don't make no sense to me. Um, and then, then, then Issa, you know, trying this whole new honesty thing, which is new for Issa with, when it comes to her man, saying, hey, I'm, I'm supposed to be helping Nathan with this move. Why did you, why did you volunteer to help move a nigga out of his apartment? That's some, that's some dumb shit. And she was like, I just want to let you know it's okay. If it's not okay, I'll cancel, which is, again, boyfriend privileges for a nigga that's not your man. We'll talk about that. Um, and then she wanted, like, so what are we? And, Wait a whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Yes. First of all, you cannot cheat on a man that's not my man. That's why I said it's boyfriend privileges for a nigga that's not your man. Like, if, if that's not your nigga, if that's not your nigga, you don't have to tell him. You don't have to get his permission to help your homie move. I'm agreeing with you. You know, uh, okay, so hear me out. Hear me, hear me out real quick, okay? I don't like it. you say hear me out, so bullshit I don't is coming. like it. That train, that train I think is that never Issa, late. I think that Issa, Issa disclosing to Lawrence that she was going to go see a man that she had once had sex with, she should have disclosed that. Like, that was a good thing to do, especially giving that Issa the premise behind why Issa and Lawrence broke up to begin with. She's trying to be forthcoming, which means that, you know, she's trying to make sure that Lawrence understands what the boundary is at this point in time, like trying to do and be better and show Lawrence that she is, in fact, is a better woman now and that she did learn and grow from their experience with each other. I thought it was a smart idea. Issa, I thought that Issa was the smartest shit she's ever done. That's not a high bar. That's like saying someone's the tallest midget in the class. Um, Issa. We have shown, we have seen throughout the series is not is a relationship type girl. You feel me? She is. She is. She 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 is a serial monogamist. Um, and so when she hit Lawrence with the like, the, what are we like? You can tell that like Issa wants monogamy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she wants to change the status quo. And Lawrence in this situation kind of was like, well, what do you want to be? You know what I mean? Like. It's not as clever as a line as what I've heard people use. People, I've heard people hit, hit like, "What are we? We are farmers." <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. What? 
We you know, I would have literally, I would have whooped his ass. I would have literally whooped your ass. What? Like, what? We? What are we? We are people. We are Homo sapiens. I would have been annoyed. Listen, listen, if you if you got if you got listen, stupid questions get stupid answers. You better tell me what Play you want, nigga. Like Drew Hill. You better t- tell I'm me what you want, nigga. Calvin, please. Listen, the problem you know that me, I'm having. You know me, I, I kind of like women who grab me, who grab me by the throat a little bit. It was like, you my nigga now? And I'm like, okay, all right. See, <laughs> but when you... I told you how that happened to me, it was all the problematic. And you know what? It, oh, it's still win. problematic. It's still problematic. Like, I can't win. I, but, I can't the win. Difference, the difference between me and you, I can admit when something I like is problematic. You on the other hand. <laughs> so, you know, like because I just think that you, I think that because it's some, I think y'all have a bias. If I'm speaking honestly, I think my friends have a, have a bias against me, and I'm going to speak on it. This I feels think that racist. Just because, be, it does feel racist, because if this is something that I like, you autom- y'all automatically think it's problematic. So, yeah. Like, no, 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 Yes. No, 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 no. Here's the difference. I'm willing to admit stuff that I like is problematic. You do problematic shit and then convince yourself that you like it, though it's not. Very much different. <laughs> Put it like this. I don't see how, but all right. Put it like this. I ain't never asked or been asked to make things exclusive mid-sex. Like, that shit. Okay, relax, is. Calvin. Drag me. <laughs> that shit is wild to me. But, listen. That and man also, literally actually, had both my ass cheeks in his hand, asking me, uh, no, I think nose to nose with the pussy. No, I think that, me to and honestly, honestly, I think the issue that we had with that wasn't necessarily, it was a combination. It wasn't just the fact that he asked you mid, you know what I'm saying, mid-act. But it was the fact that that nigga known you, that nigga saw you for the second time, and just all the other things <laughs> in that whole situation leading up to that crescendo is what made niggas feel like, hold up, wait a minute, it's all like some bullshit. It wasn't necessarily just the act of itself. It was like that act plus like the other five to six events that led to that act was like, hold up, wait a minute, time out. I don't like that shit. <laughs> that sounds we None of y'all did. And we were right. In- I mean, I hate telling my friends that they were right. I really don't, you don't like. I you don't have to because I, we know we know. You feel me? I like actually but, like uh, throw up a little uh, bit in my mouth every time I have to admit that one of y'all niggas is right. You swallow it worse, especially Jade. Especially Jade. I really don't like telling that bitch she was right. I don't. I'm so I glad really... you didn't hear. Well, I'm so glad you didn't hear my comment. Oh no, anyway. I caught it. I, I just talked okay. right over. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I definitely caught it. Um, but here's the thing. By the time you realize that we right, you'd be the last nigga to realize that we right. It's not our fault. Don't like telling y'all niggas that y'all right. Because then we have if, to go if, back and stay face and apologize and admit that I was wrong. I know. I who shit. wants to do that bullshit? But also, it's not mm-hmm. just that. It'd be the fact that you be fighting us so hard on some shit we know we right about. And because accountability like, tastes disgusting. Never mind. Um, but it just then, then you come when you finally realize that we right, you come around looking like football all American. And you're just like with the, with the little puppy dog guys. And I'm like, see, told you. If you listened to us two weeks ago, you wouldn't have to do this right now. But now we're here. 
your ass. Anyways, back to the secure. So, after they have a conversation, we then get to talk to Molly. Um, and Molly's with her family. Molly's a bitch. So, uh, way to, way to first, summarize the entire episode in five words <laughs> or less. Molly is a bitch. So the problem that I'm having is that I was excited for Molly to go back to therapy because when Molly was in therapy, she was actually being a better person, right? We see Molly's first therapist appointment was in season two after they get back from Malibu when Issa had suggested that therapy would help her, okay? Um, the issue that I'm, excuse me, the problem that I'm having with Molly is that Everybody is telling her that in order for her relationship to work, she has to put in the effort. Her therapist has told her. Andrew has told her. She's been told multiple times that relationships require effort. And she still assumes that everybody is supposed to put in the work for her and wondering why motherfuckers are failing. That's why you see at the end of the episode when Issa and Molly finally have their blow up, you know, Molly said, hey, the version of yourself that you are now maybe just doesn't fit work for us work for me anymore work for our relationship anymore and all Issa had to say was okay and molly was like that's all you have to say and it's just like no bitch if you want me to be here you need to step up too i've reached out i've talked i've tried you don't side want note, that for me side note shout out to the fact molly said like the Issa that's like successful and like knows, knows what she wants and like not a broke bum bitch it's not fitting in her relationship Thank like, you. The a, moment I was just getting to that point. I was literally not, just getting to that point. You're not a trash-ass, broke-ass chick no more. This is not serving me. <laughs> like, you actually have so self-esteem. Bad. You have to have self-esteem and care about yourself now. This friendship ain't gonna work. <laughs> we, know some, we know some people in Cincinnati, Cincinnati like that shit, too. <laughs> oh, they definitely act like that. The moment that you get on, it's wrapped. Be the same ones begging for free brunch at Goku. Nigga, I didn't like I tell y'all all the time. Y'all, speaking of which, brunch is brunch is back this Sunday, and I brunch is back this Sunday, and a bitch is petrified. You, I'm scared. You, you'll be more liable to catch me on the moon than catch me at that first brunch. The fuck, (laughs) hell no, nigga. Nigga, coronavirus gonna be serving my mimosa. I'm good. Yep, I will never, I'm actually not going to have anybody over for a while. Because to be honest, I'm not working your typical office job anymore. Like, so, Shorty Loki needs this little tip money. And I just, we, I'm not we need to in, we, we need to invest in a clear hazmat suit. You're going to be looking like Marcus Houston at the MTV Awards, but you'll be safe, and you can still show your titties. See, work with me here. So, and then you can still do you can still bring your bottles. You just be in a hazmat suit, but it'll be clear, so you can still be like, "Foul, see the titties, give me more money." I'm actually with that. Just don't touch me. And that's the other part about serving brunch. Stop fucking touching. Me. Stop touching me. There's no there's no reason in brunch at all where y'all have to touch me and physically put your hands on me. There's nothing hey, a I, part of this exchange that I says, "Hey, little mama, touch me." Hey, no. hey, little mama, little mama, let me, let me, can I get some strawberry? Can, can I get some strawberry? Little mama, come here, come here. Hey, you with the titties, come here. Yeah, you with the titties. That gets me every time. <laughs> you just turn around. He don't even talk to you. You just say, you with the titties, yes. What do you want, nigger? And that's pretty much it with the hard ER. 
And I just, uh, I really dead ass just want y'all to leave. Keep your hands up off. Please stop touching me. As a matter of fact, if you don't have permission, do not touch me. What's crazy is that I'm a very affectionate person. Like, I'm extremely affectionate. But I do not like being touched. I don't. People, that, that exchange of energy for me is wild. Way too complicated for anybody to just feel comfortable putting their hands on me. And I don't like it. I genuinely don't. Stop touching me. Um, yeah. Keep your hands to yourself, niggas. Um, anyway, so back to Insecure. So we, so we talking about, so the episode is kind of, you know, Issa, and also Issa's low-key trash, because she really only wants to reconcile with Molly so she can build tea and gossip with Lawrence, about Lawrence. Um, like, she's not really reconciling, reaching out to, to kind of, you know, really make amends. She's like, Molly was her best gossip partner. You know what I mean? So it's like, so they 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 discuss, they, they first do brunch in this in real surface level combo. You know, they try to make jokes and shit. And then they do some drinking games after Nathan, after Ethan and Nathan come over. And, you know, still real surface level because, again, like, they're walking on eggshells. They really have never really addressed why, what, how they got there. Um, and then um, Molly texts Issa what she thought she was texting Andrew. And I, too, have fucked up from time to time on texting the wrong person the wrong thing. You ever send somebody a screenshot of themselves? Oh, you know what? I've actually received a screenshot of myself. And I'll be honest with you, it just, it don't sit right with me. Because <laughs> like, you got to pivot. Who was you finna you, talk about? Because you got to pivot and you, like, I'm, I've sent it and then I was like, why, I think you meant to send, I think you meant to, meant to send this to somebody else. I'm like, no, I just needed you to look how stupid you looked. <laughs> like, I just, I, just, I just needed you to read, read where you have me fucked up at. Um, but yeah, so she did that and, and, and kind of said, like, see, I'm trying, kind of making it sound like Issa was being a burden or whatever. And so then they finally have the big blow up. And again, Molly is so used to everyone kind of, you know, bending to her will. And when you see that Issa's like, I'm not, no, like, I'm not just going to just grovel back to you. Or even with Andrew, she's about to fuck it. She's about to fuck her Andrew situation she's up. Here, she's going to fuck this Andrew situation like up. Like, you, you notice that, like, every time, he, every time Molly comes in the room, Andrew, like, rushes off the phone? Yes. Because you know what it is? Andrew is typically, and then when Andrew is rushing off the phone, like, he's speaking in Korean. So, it's like, okay, I'm assuming Molly does not speak Korean. But also, Andrew is speaking like he's talking to his family. And at this point, Molly does not, is, has no, no want to be around his family, which is going and to be also, a problem. And also, he also has a lot of business in the Asian market. So, like, a lot of his business deals aren't necessarily on normal work hours. Like, that's kind of, that was another right. conflict they had in, in earlier in the season was Molly's working a typical, you know, nine to seven, you know, job or whatever as a lawyer. Andrew's kind of, he works in the nightlife. Like, so, so they're not free generally at the same time. But not only are you rushing off the phone every time Molly comes in the room, but also Molly doesn't feel the need to, like, make amends with the potential brother make him as as anybody, but I'm looking at, if I'm Andrew, so not, so yeah, my brother fucked up, my brother said some wild ass shit in, on vacation, and like, how you gonna be mad on vacation? I get it, I feel it. 
But also, he's trying to he's trying to make amends. He's like, he's offering us tickets to the Clippers game. You're telling me Kawhi Leonard can get it in front of my face. You know, so he's like, hey, I'm sorry. And so he's, he's trying to, again, he's standing in olive branch. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, like, I'm sorry. And you're just general denial to even, like, make a step towards that. And mind you, my brother's not going anywhere. Like, you, I, there's, there's, a, there's some people that you can drop off if, if, if your partner is worth it. My brother, even if I wanted to, family don't go nowhere. Family, you don't choose your family. They're just there. He's not going anywhere. And if we want to continue to take this into the direction that you wanted to go in, which is marriage, commitment, kids, all that shit, you're gonna have to un- you have to like get used to my family. You're gonna have to like at least you're gonna have to be around them. <laughs> yeah, I need no to get back. <laughs> like you're gonna have to be around them, especially when they're trying to make amends. Like he said some he showed in that episode that Asians are not all Asians aren't necessarily always with the cause, but he's like he 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 got checked on his privilege, and was like, "All right, cool. I'm trying to I'm trying to make amends here. I'm looking trying to like do some shit. And if you choose to just really hit show colder status, force him to go to the game alone when it's supposed to be four tickets, force him, you know three. It's like you're not trying. And like she gonna fuck up and she gonna fuck with the shit with Andrew, and it's gonna be nobody's fault but her." But her own. And then who's Molly going to blame? And then she's going to be mad because Issa told her at the block party, like, during the argument at the block party, when this blows up in your face, it's going to be your fault. Her therapist is telling her, this is going to blow up in your face, and it's going to have nothing to do with nobody but you, girl. And I'm interested to see what Molly is going, what season five Molly is going to look like. Because hopefully she takes this shit in, and we don't have to, I don't know, lose her as a character. But also, speaking of losing someone as a character, Lawrence got offered a job in San Francisco, right as him and Issa are, excuse me, are getting back together, right, are reconciling. So, you think? Do you think that there's going to be some kind of ultimatum? No, Lawrence ain't the type of nigga. Listen, Lawrence Lawrence Hive is up twenty five points. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? Listen, our king, our king got his 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 hairline's healthy. Him and Issa had a had a real lay their thing out on the table. He, you know, what I'm saying he he back he back. You know, what I'm saying doing his thug fizzle, and he got a good job in San Francisco. And that's going to be like kind of the, the central conflict is like I'm moving to San Francisco. You could choose to move with me or not. I'm not going to make you do anything. But you know, what I'm saying that Issa probably going to fuck that up because Issa don't know how to not fuck shit up. And hmm. that's going to be that's going to be because it's late. Look. Honestly, and Issa's trying to build something, you know, in, 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 in South Central LA, in LA, so, like, she can't necessarily readily move. Um, but also, you know, it would be a weird reversal of fortunes if Lawrence turned down more money to stay in LA. Like, after all of the shit he got for, 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 for being unemployed, and Issa choosing to, you know, saying because she was unemployed for him to turn out a better paying job to stay with her would just be a, a weird reversal reversal of energy. So And to be Lawrence, honest, Lawrence, that's I don't think I want that. Lawrence got it Lawrence got it Lawrence got his queen and now I'm about to go to go go down go up to San Francisco and he either gonna get his queen or find a new queen who got more money. So Lawrence left twenty five. I don't know man. I don't know. I like I told you, the chaotic parts of me want to see Lawrence to work. 
Like they're in different no, it, and better no, chaotic, spaces. The, no, the chaotic part of you wants to see Lawrence and Nathan. I mean, he said Nathan work. That's the chaotic part of you. You was rooting for Ethan to get a little something, Nathan. You don't lie to me. And you know what, Nathan? Oh, can we talk about that? Because Nathan is a shady. He, he he's a bitter bitch. His comments to Issa. Okay, so Nathan. Issa goes over Nathan's house to help him finish packing, and in that in their exchange, Issa explains to Nathan that hey, um, I've I've started dating my ex again, and the first thing out of Nathan's mouth was the one you cheated on, bitch. I'd have walked out. No, you do not get to fix your mouth. First of all, you do not get to fix your mouth and and talk about me when uh, talk about the Lawrence instability of excuse me talk about the instability of Lawrence and like he didn't ghost her now. Mental health issues or not, when he ghosted her, Issa didn't know that shit. So well, him also, you gonna get mad? You gonna, real. You gonna get? You gonna get mad at me because I'm right? <laughs> like, why are you mad at me? I'm right. You did chill that nigga. Like, you. <laughs> I'm sorry if you didn't. He did, that shit, but don't. Don't. He also cannot comment. Fair, but he also <laughs> cannot comment on anybody's instability. He just can't. Or, or yeah, so that part I agree with. But yeah, like the first shot was like, oh, when you cheated on? You cheated on that nigga for a reason, huh? All, team Issa was all like, yeah, she cheated on North because he was X, Y, and Z and all, the, all that shit. Well, yeah, but, uh, that's when you cheated on? And then she was like, yeah, and she was like, well. And then he, then he started from being dirty macky from Mache, and then Issa was like, nigga, you dipped, nigga. If you had stayed and told me, maybe I wouldn't have to go back that nigga. I would have been with Joe. Texas ass. I, I, listen, I don't know. He just came across like a hater, for sure. But, but, Speaking but, of but haters. Also, but also, I think, uh, I'm going to let you segue in a minute, but also, with that mental health conversation, Nathan didn't necessarily look at it as like ghosting. He looked at it as like, I'm trying to get my shit together. And I don't want to, we're just now, we're not, we weren't together. We're just kind of like taking it. I, I don't want to burden you with all of what is getting my shit together looks like. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 we women talk all the time about doing undue emotional labor with with men. He made an active decision to not put her through that in, in his eyes. And it may and 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 maybe yeah, you know, once you get a grasp on it, you can try to explain like, here's why. But a lot of times niggas with mental health issues don't necessarily know they have mental health issues until they get diagnosed with mental health issues. Huh. You know what? I absolutely I understand that. And I'm not saying that Nathan shouldn't speak about his mental health issues. But I also feel like that should have been more of a conversation before he started. That should have been the first conversation that you have with Issa when you decided to walk back into her life. And but see, I'm I have a philosophy about ghosting. Anybody, you have a right to leave anybody's life on whatever terms you choose. If that includes ghosting, having a conversation. Whatever. You have an absolute right to have that conversation. I mean, to leave on whatever terms that you want. You cannot come back to me on the same shit that you left on, though. Something has he to be different. He didn't. He didn't. He that's came what I'm saying. back. When he, when he came back, though, that should have been the first conversation he had. My bad. The first, convers- I was having the first conversation issues. they had was him helping out with the whole black party shit. You feel me? Like, she came, like, she needed a favor. You feel me? So. Like that was so that, that this season, no, because at the end of what? No, because at the end of last season, remember he came back 
right around her birthday. And he brought flowers and, and was trying to apologize. And Molly, Molly Cox, but remember, at the end of the... Right, but at the end of the episode, they did end up having a conversation. And Nathan, I felt like his apology should have included the reason why he ghosted. And it didn't. But, but also, a lot of people can view that as just trying to gain sympathy points. Like, oh, like... Oh, that, those mental health issues seem real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how people are, especially if when you got your guard up, anything just feels like a play. Anything's like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure, whatever, nigga. That nigga, that nigga can say he has cancer and then has the paperwork to prove it. Somebody will be like, mm-hmm, you forged the paperwork, nigga, shut up. You know what I'm saying? That so cancer like, come across real convenient. It's like, it's, you know what I'm saying? So, so I yeah. understand, like, look, I'm not going to necessarily tell you that, like, the reasoning why so you can feel sorry for me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to do what, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do what I can and like own up to it, you know, in a different manner. But I don't necessarily want your sympathy as far as like the why because I don't know if I'm going to get that from you, to be quite honest. And that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, but yeah, speaking of losers, B. Simone came out of her fucking face and says that she does not date or whenever entrepreneurs should not date people with nine to fives because they don't understand the hustle and the grind behind entrepreneurship. I don't understand these eyebrows. I don't like baby girl. Um, The issue that I'm having here is the same thing issue that I have with Forex Twitter and LLC Twitter and all those people that push entrepreneurship down people's throats. Not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur, okay? I, like, not everybody's meant to run a business or have their own business like that, and that's nothing wrong with that. The thing about entrepreneurs that drives me fucking crazy is that entrepreneurs are the same people that want to hire employees. That means that your employees have a nine-to-five. So are you also spitting on them? It's like the, <laughs> you can have a business. You need people to run that business. The people who run your business work nine-to-five. Stop shitting on the people that you need to also. Also, we are using our nine to five job, the money from our nine to five jobs to consume your product. Stop shitting on it. Please stop shitting on it. The third well, part, and I'm going to let it go. My bad. The, real quick, friend. I am so tired of these celebrities getting on their platform, using people who have nine to five to gain the access to the platforms that they have getting on, making their millions, and then shitting on the same people that they needed in order to gain the access and money that they had. Between her and, and Justin Hilarious, I'm tired. You bitches are like, it's exhausting. It's dead-ass exhausting. My bad, Fred. Did you ahead. know, did you, couple things, did you know Beast of from Columbus? Is she? Yeah, she, she, she went to school in Ghana. The way that niggas are canceling motherfuckers in Columbus, this shouldn't be hard. <laughs> yeah, okay, next topic. <laughs> Any fucking way. Um. Anyways, so this should no, be so hard. Couple, thi- couple things. So, so first and foremost, I think people. It's always the women who say I can't date none but a CEO who's never dated a CEO. Like I can tell. Like, and again, so. I'm going to try to phrase this in a way that's not rambling, but it might be rambling. Fuck it, it's my podcast. So a couple things. One, we we glorify entrepreneurship in a very weird way. And we think that, like, so you want a nigga who doesn't work a nine-to-five 
know what I'm saying? Because you need somebody to understand why you have a 3 a.m. sending emails, why you why social media is your kind of platform and job. Okay, I get it. But also, you understand that that nigga is also gonna have that same type of work schedule. Like entrepreneurs don't have off days. They don't have they don't punch in very big work all the time. And a lot of you and a lot of you women are way too clingy to deal with a nigga who works all the time. Now, now, I know the same people who are saying I need a boss ass nigga, I need a CEO, I need an entrepreneur. Aren't the same women who are saying I need kisses every three minutes? I know y'all can't be the same woman because again, one don't match one don't one don't match the other. Two, if you just want a nigga with money, just say you want a nigga with money because a nigga with that's money it. is not. That's, that's you can literally just say I just want a nigga with money. That's and, it. Because again, niggas can get money in all types of all types of ways. You understand that. Listen, you understand that nine to five niggas make money too. You understand that sometimes niggas can be CEOs of established businesses and not entrepreneurs. You know, a nigga, with a, dating- a, nigga, a nigga with a vocational school degree, a nigga with a trade. Like some of your favorite mechanics and electricians are out here making more than these white collar jobs, but because it's dirty, Period. you don't necessarily know until that nigga comes to brunch, start flexing on niggas. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Or. The other part about it is when I dated my drug dealer bae, I maybe saw him three times a week. But my bills were paid. And when we did go out, our dates were so sweet. I didn't reach in my pocket for any fucking thing. He was, the entire time that we were together, his, his phone was off, his attention was on me. Like, shit was fire, to be honest. Like, it was lit. But, and, but also when we weren't we also together, make... we weren't together. Like, and, and also, he, make, he may make you take something across state lines. So you you know you gotta think. He may have stashed something in my crib one or two times, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's dangerous. I didn't say it wasn't dangerous. I said that when I had his full attention, I had his full attention. And when he was busy working and making busting moves or catching plays or whatever the fuck he was doing, he would drop a text here and there, make sure I ate, maybe like maybe not spend time, but like bring lunch to my job type shit. Like you know what I'm saying, drop off a little money here and there. Like that's cool. Like. You have to understand it's that. Pay. It's hazard pay. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Being a drug dealer's girlfriend is habit pay. Listen, I, I understand. Like, it is what it is. Like, he's paying you extra because he knows you, I'm putting you in danger because of who I am. So, again, I ain't a hating ass nigga. Get out of your list. But, again, I think it's like we have to have realistic expectations. And some of you women who, 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 who think being clingy is a personality trait? Y'all don't want y'all, y'all don't want these entrepreneur niggas like y'all say y'all do because y'all don't. He not gonna have enough time for you. <laughs> like nope. If, if he's do, if he's running his business the way that most entrepreneurs run their business, because a the lifespan of a of a small of a small business is very very short, especially if that business is black owned, and especially especially. That business has to run on social media. If Instagram crashed tomorrow, be someone's out of the chat. You feel me? Like you gotta, you understand you gotta understand certain things here. So because of that, he, like entrepreneurs don't any entrepreneurs don't take days off. They just ignore their projects for a day. And I know right. entrepreneurs who also work nine to fives because the stress of always having to to you not knowing when your next paycheck is. Because a lot of entrepreneurs live paycheck to paycheck because they got to pay the overhead out of everything they get before they pay themselves. So a lot of your, a lot of your entrepreneurs... Much. I like, know a lot of entrepreneurs that work paycheck to paycheck. I know a lot of entrepreneurs that work entrepreneurs. Yes. So, so I think a, yes. so a, lot of it is, a lot of it is like the glorification 
of of this that's not that's not really tied into reality. And so I just wish we stopped peddling these bullshit narratives because baby girl, you 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 either want a broke nigga or you want a busy nigga. You can't have you know what I'm saying? Like like you you're gonna get one or the other. But the nigga that has all the time in the world for you is probably not making that much money. Because he can't be. There's only a limited amount of time in the day and if that nigga's on your every beck and call is waiting on you hand and foot, he's clearly not using all of his time for work. But if you want a nigga who got bread, you're gonna have to understand that nigga's probably busy. Again, your drug dealing nigga, you saw him three days a week and he lived in the same city as you. Yo, 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 yep. yo nigga who's yo nigga who, who's trying to make senior partner. He works nine AM to nine PM five days a weekend and has his phone on all the time on weekends because he has to he has to be on call. Yo Yo, doctor, nigga, is in, is three hundred thousand dollars in debt right now. Wow, before his residency. Again, Absolutely. I think we have to, we have to understand that there's pros and cons of everything. There's no such thing as a perfect man. There's no such thing as a perfect woman. It, for anything that you give in one, you may have to you may have to take in another. You feel me? Because again, you want this nigga who 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 can buy buy out the bar, do anything. You ain't got to pick up your hand. You ain't got to pick up. You know, you ain't got to. Even look at your purse. That's cool. That's your preference. I'm not hating on your preference. Just understand that that, nigga, that insane man is probably also not going to be the one who's going to be doting on you, loving on you at your every beck and call. Like that same man probably also believes in traditional gender roles where he expects his house cooked, he expects his meal cooked and his house cleaned before he gets home from work. I'm just like, we have to be realistic I'm, in our expectations. That's, but if like, a nigga is also paying my bills, then yes, there are certain expectations. Absolutely. If that man is paying my bills and he comes home and the one thing he wants is to make sure that he doesn't have to worry about the house because he's taking care of what it takes to actually have the house. My job is to run the inside. His job is to make sure it's to provide the overhead. That's an arrangement that I can get down with. Like You can get down you have with that. And I, I'm talking with you. Absolutely. Yes. But we're talking, so again, we have conversations speaking to the masses. We have conversations speak to, speaking to the general public. And quite frankly, I'm on this conversation so I can ignore all the bullshit that's happening in society right now. So, no facts. I, I think a lot of times people, and this goes for men and women, have to understand their, their strengths and their weaknesses, and then understand have to speak for someone who matches that, and who can complement what they're good at. If you know you're not trying to cook all the goddamn time, you're not trying to clean all the goddamn time, you should probably not get with a nigga who expects his woman to cook and clean all the goddamn time. You know that nine times out of ten, if that woman is a super, super pretty-ass woman, she probably don't have the best personality. She probably don't do shit. She, her, currency is her, her currency is her. Like, and you, if, if you're okay with that, cool. But if you want somebody who's like, who's like the maternal, takes care of you, baby, have you ate, it probably not going to be that, that, that Instagram model, bro. The Instagram model fucked up noodles last year. Are you sure? Are you sure that's what you want to go? I with, mean, bro? facts. Your, your Instagram model, no, Burt Water. Your Instagram model lives on a mattress. Her mattress is on the floor. Your Instagram, your Instagram models are fucking cucumbers. But that was last summer. I'm that was before the Roman. And you know what? The world has never been the same since y'all motherfuckers started sucking cucumbers and Kroger. I've seen it. Y'all brought no. Y'all, y'all brought bitches with licking ice cream. I ain't forget. Just disgusting. The nerve, the nerve of you. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, so, so back, you know, what's to be Simone? Like, look, she's an entrepreneur. She done, she done scammed, joked, worked for, she got a nine to five, did all her shit to get where she at. 
but also be someone you understand like yo your 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 celebrity is very fleeting we gave you the platform especially away. that's my point especially when you're shitting on the same people who gave you your platform get the fuck out of here like but, nope. like, like baby 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 girl if instagram suspended your account tomorrow where would your money come from baby girl so baby girl i can watch your videos on mute and still understand how loud they are baby girl because b simone is loud jesus fucking christ calvin who's louder like, b simone you know or eyebrows <laughs> i'm getting ready to block you bro how you gonna block I'm dead-ass getting rid of Mid-podcast while we're recording. I sure, listen. Rude. It sounds like, you know Rude. It sounds like that episode of Black Mirror where, like, you could actually meet somebody in real life. I will do that. I will find listen, a way. I am here asking the tough questions for our listeners, damn it. Don't disrespect me. I'm asking, okay, I'm asking the questions that questions, matter. You... All right, questions that matter. Does sugar go in grits? Fuck no. <laughs> okay, fuck? cool. We can remain. We can remain. We can remain. Sugar and grits <laughs> is just cream of wheat, guys. Like, right. Just... If I want if I want sugar and grits, I'm just gonna get cream of wheat. My nigga, like that's not that. I'm gonna eat oatmeal like a like a normal human. The fuck no. Mm-hmm. Sugar don't go in grits. It's salt, pepper, and butter, or shrimp and cheese. Salt, <laughs> like. <laughs> nigga, sugar don't go in grits. The fuck wrong with the fuck wrong with niggas. I don't know, friend. I don't know. Um, who gave these cracker motherfuckers kente cloths? Nah, some nigga. Nah, some nigga in Southeast. Some nigga on some nigga off of Twenty Fifth Street had had a mass order. Who the <laughs> fuck like, gave y'all? Con- I have never, I'm, never in my life time thought I would see Nancy Pelosi in a fucking kente cloth. What the fuck knee. is going on? 20, taking a knee in, and could we're in some we're in the simulation. <laughs> She, she looked like a lot of women after they rode dick for five minutes. Um, I am women who rode dick for five minutes. <laughs> and that's help. exactly what I look like. That's a, bro, help. what? I'm not going to hold y'all. I am a, I am a verse top. I am a proud verse top. But, like, to be honest with you, I don't enjoy riding dick. I really don't. It's not my favorite. I can. I'm good at it. But like you know I just, what? there's you only know been why? like maybe two men. Because you're lazy. There's two men. Yeah. But there are two men that I've had sex with that I was just like, okay, I don't mind writing. I don't mind. This is fun. You make it fun for me. But like in in yeah, total. You're supposed, oh, no. you, you're supposed you're supposed to like it's a team. Listen, sex is a team effort. If only it takes two players to make the team go round. It's only and you're supposed to make it fun for while while while, while she's on top. You're supposed to, you know, you got a you got a different angle. But that you can you can you can identify your you you your hands and and, and, and and mouth become more available to do other shit. Like you you can make this fun. So here's the thing, because men get this wrong. It go left foot up, right foot slide. Okay. <laughs> Not right foot up, left foot slide. No nigga. No, uh, that's the thing. If I'm on top, I'm not, the same I'm, I'm way not supposed to put my I'm put the left foot in. You put the left foot out. You put the right foot in. <laughs> the same way that if you're a missionary, you expect me to fuck you back when I'm on top. Fuck me back. Right? That's what no, I'm saying. It's a, yeah, like I'm like listen. You, you, I be you get the wrong top. 
and you and you can start jackhammering her a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just to just to just to help with the situation. I used to lo- I used That's to love like, I used to love I used to love like when when Shorty would get on top and she, and, and like she thinks she being controlling shit and then I then I hit her with the boop bop bop boop that but what bop bop. Like, oh. <laughs> he said the wop out of the wop damn book. <laughs> 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 I am weak. And then she was like, oh shit, this nigga still in control. I was like, you, you damn right. <laughs> Mm-mm. My favorite, you might be right, is when I'm riding and a man grabs my hips and like isolates me. And like hits it real, like that, that's there you go that that right there. And you're like, where the fuck did you think you were going, ma'am? You are doing also niggas. Fifty five niggas. Just a quick PSA. I have two nipples. Okay, they both require attention. Don't just be kissing on your favorite, favorite titty. Listen, I have <laughs> no. Don't just, don't just be kissing on your favorite titty. The other one needs attention too. Okay. If other one, listen, I understand. I, I try to be an equal titty kind of sort. You feel me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Y'all niggas will pick your favorite titty they and go, focus on that one nipple all night. Go, it, and it, I am tired. It, it go left titty up, right titty side. <laughs> Calvin, I dead ass took a sip of my water and almost fucking died. Either one of you about to slap. <laughs> Listen, focus on both of them. They both deserve equal right. Like this is equal opportunity. Titty sucks. Okay. Anyway. Now, or anyway. a real nigga like me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not little up top by a long shot. You just all. make a titty you sandwich. These motherfuckers. Just make yeah, a titty put sandwich. both these make- motherfuckers in your mouth. Put them both in your mouth. It'll but, work out. N- no, it won't. A man's mouth mm-hmm. can only go so wide. And and I don't know how big you think your titties are. <laughs> oh, my titties are huge. Even It'll get the job t- done. Then, then, <laughs> you're trying to the titty s'more. Just like just a, just 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 the s'more of titty. <laughs> best, best I'm game. dead. Anyway, I cannot. Anyway, I cannot. But listen, you know what? I had a second thought about the Italian stallion, but I'm gonna tuck it. I'm please, tuck please it. do, please do, because I would hate, I would hate to have him unsubscribe to the podcast to the to the jokes that I would give you. No, because I was thinking about titty sucks, and like I meant to tell our listeners, so we did have sex. It was fire. It was. Great. You know, you it know, was... you got a, you know, you got a quarantine from black people for fourteen days after you fuck a white person. I know. Right? I really during our racial, like during the times right now, I have the audacity to have sex with a white man. I'm. So, I feel like I let y'all down. <laughs> you, you let Nas down. You let Nas down. I did. You let Malcolm X down. You let Angela Davis down. You see. This is why. <laughs> See, if I was a somewhere, hotel, Sean King. But you know what? However, somewhere, Sean King is ready to throw me as ready to find me a GoFundMe. So it's okay. Him, 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 and Dira. Um. Anyway, 
So Sean King is somewhere ready to fight, create a GoFundMe in my honor. You so. you can't you can't wait to be the you can't wait to be a mafia wife with your head ass. I cannot wait. I can't. I cannot. I'm be sitting change, at the head of the table. They can be like, who change, invited the nigga? Change change your name to Columbo or some film shit. <laughs> Ali Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> Niggas watch one episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> Start thinking they can watch one life. episode. Niggas sit through the Godfather series, and all of a sudden they have all the fucking. All of a sudden, your name Cor- All of a sudden, your last name Corleone. Corleone. <laughs> you want to be? You want to be Ali Corleone so bad? <laughs> it's actually not a bad. It has a ring to it. Ali Corleone <laughs> has a nice little ring to it. You know what doesn't like have that. a you know what doesn't have a read to it? That marriage after his wife after his mama said you can't bring a nigga to the family. You know what? <laughs> that's really not that's really not that's, nice, Calvin. But it's factual. You know, you know Italians either love or hate niggas. There's no in between. You never met an Italian. Actually, no, 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 no. Okay no. Italians either that's not true. In my experience, Italians either absolutely love black people or cannot stand them. Clearly, clearly they have you, nothing but love. You clearly didn't understand me because that was what I said. I was like, you know, Italians either love niggas or hate niggas. You never met an Italian who was just okay with niggas. Okay, that's fact. Every, every I'll, I'll give you that. You either got niggas who look like Jason White, Chocolate Williams, or you got niggas who look like Mike the Situation. And you just have to you just have to roll the dice on which Italian you you decided to, to get with. Well, you know what? Clearly, I got one that enjoys my company and the sex is fire. And it's is very true what they say about white men. They will eat. The, ooh, he ate me like my pussy with stuff with parmesan, and I'm really really excited. Sound, I really enjoyed it. That's that sounds nasty. That sounds sounds like yeast infection. It do, but no, that's, it was. It was great. It was great. The Last Supper. He ate me like The Last Supper was serving pasta, and I was really excited about it. All right, now. Listen. Good times. Better, better be careful before shit. <laughs> before, 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 you, before you put a hit out on you. <laughs> you really want to get these. Go ahead and get all the mob boss jokes out. It's fine. Listen. It's I, fine. So you know what? Real quick, real quick. What's right? up? So his birthday is on Thursday, right? He a Gemini? And I was just like, oh, all right. Okay. You fucking yes, an Italian yes. Gemini? What is wrong with you? You you just like crazy niggas. You just like, like. I, crazy like all my niggas. Crazy like all my niggas. You. There's a Drake like, line for everything. You. I'm not even super huge into astrology. I just know all Geminis are batshit crazy. And okay, friends. Okay, kid. Uh, all right. Me out. No. Nope. nope. I... Fuck you. Nope. Mm-mm. You are I have walking. I'm a Gemini on... rising. Fuck does that mean? That that does that doesn't mean that don't mean it shit. It means that, that means... I see parts of myself reflected in him so it works so it means but the one thing if, that means if he's man, the joker you are harley quinn yeah essentially essentially right. but okay Listen. but 
me and him have had extensive and repetitive, heavy on the repetitive conversations about like, this is just a good time. This is just this. This is just that. Right. So when I asked him to go to dinner with me for his birthday, you know, I freaked this man out and had to explain to him that like acts of service is just a love language of mine. I would have done this. Like I would, I do this for my friends, like people I'm not sleeping with. So you really need to calm down. Like it's not like to me, it's not that big of a deal. It's hard for niggas to calm down once you hit niggas with a mid twist. Niggas, niggas be thinking they be wanting something just slight and soft and not serious. And then, and then next thing you know, you got them sound like an opera lady in bed. He was like, oh, hell no. She can't be fucking up with niggas like this. This is bullshit. I actually haven't hit him with the McTwist 3000. What, what was Absolutely more like the, haven't done like, it yet. Was it more like the kickflip 900? <laughs> it was kick push, like Lupe. But like, it was more or less like, there's a joke about Lupe in there, but I'm not gonna make it. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, shit. If I'm fucking a white man, the earth really may be flat. But <laughs> nah, if you're right fucking off. a white man, the temperature in hell is a smooth 35 degrees right now. Well, you know what we always say: if Alex is dealing with a white man, he's not broke. And y'all right, he's not broke. He's not. And I had that conversation with him too. I'm glad you know what it is. I find myself being able to be very, very earnest with him because I don't want a relationship. I, I don't want a relationship. Well, the with him part is silent. But, like, I don't want a relationship. So it's just not... I find myself being very candid because there's no pretense. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm not trying to woo you or sweep you off your feet and treat you like a bad bitch that most men like being treated like. Not to say I don't give a fuck about him because that's what I sound like, but... It's it's great because if he chooses to walk away from me, my feelings would not be hurt. It would suck because he's a great friend so far, but like, okay, I, I, like I would think I would get over it pretty quickly. And as I would want him to get over it, especially like, especially if we're not anything serious, like, bro, I am a blip in the wind. Please move forward. Let's move on before I make more insensitive Italian jokes. Uh, because I can reckon, I can recognize that they're insensitive. Um, but okay, so back to back to Nancy Pelosi and the Kente cloth. We didn't really talk about that because Correct. we got sidetracked. We didn't really touch on it. We got sidetracked with uh, Jimmy Pesto. Um, so oh my god, please stop talking about Al Pacino like that. Listen, Buddy Carbonara got to understand that these jokes are trying to respect. Anyway. So, so Nancy Pelosi and some of the other House Democrats um, mm-hmm. came came to, with a kente cloth. So I'm so some poor black graduate ain't gonna have a stole because the House Democrats took all that shit. Um, came with a, 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 the kente cloth and took a knee for eight minutes and forty six seconds to honor George Floyd. Before they they actually did come with a bill, however, they came with a bill. Um, really trying to just reiterate some of the stuff that we've already asked for, you know, kind of, you know, pushing towards the demilitarization of the police, um, pushing for, you know, justice reform, pushing for, you know, more body cams, more, more, you know, uh, uh, kind of allowing police and cops not necessarily to have that, that level of immunity they have in civil suits. Because if you did not know, the police have what's called qualified immunity. And so mm-hmm. qualify, 
qualified immunity basically means in a civil suit, so any civil that's not criminal, they, they don't have to um, pay any damages unless what they, the act that, they're, that they were accused of doing is unreasonably outside of the scope of their normal nine to five. So for example, um, people like Tamir Rice, um, Michael Brown, mm-hmm. you know, when they tried to sue the respective police departments, Cleveland and St. Louis Ferguson, um, qualified immunity helped prevent their murderers or killers from being considered uh, like civilly liable. Um, because again, mm-hmm. they could argue that if it, it was in it was in my scope of my nine to five, you know, you don't have any books on the law saying I can't do this, so therefore I can do this, suck my dick. So so we're trying to end that right. and um so they did come with they did come with that. They did come with a bill. But honestly, um a lot of this a lot of what I've been seeing, especially from white so called allies has felt performative instead of actually real life, right? So when, I when we talk about systemic racism, the system is, is the key part here. Because again, that means that as that a system, that means it cannot be demolished just by one person or one person's actions. We need the system to change. So when you have protesters in, I forget which city, I wish I remembered it, but like washing the feet of black protesters, or if you have white protesters Oh watching the feet God. of black protesters when you have a majority white um, Democrats, you know, coming in Kente cloth. When you have certain people like King King Bash, like writing the names of of victims on chest and performing a poem. When you have certain, when you have you know the fetish, the fetishization of black men and women, um, in these in these signs like "Stop shooting, I want mixed kids," or "I like black dick, so I'm here," or it's just just weird shit. It all feels performative. And when I say performative, it means that you're trying to put on a show. A lot of these statements from these companies are also performative. You're trying to put on a show, you're trying to like show solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Because to be quite honest, the Black Lives Matter movement is hot right now. It's a trend. It's popular to kind of be on the side of the niggas. Because if you're not on the side of the niggas right now, you're in the minority. And companies are smart. So they understand like they have to keep a consumer base. Like right now, like honestly, I low-key respect the people who say racist shit right now, because that means you stand on it. That means you mean that shit. And I can respect somebody who means what they say. Like, to say some racist shit right now when we're throwing niggas out left and right, take some balls. I respect it. It's still fuck you, but I can respect the person who's racist to my face. But so, so, you know what? You're so performative. And so, and that's what, so performative, we talk about, so performative, we talk about some shit that like looks cool, but it's not really doing shit. Like you come into um, the Senate, that like Capitol Hill in Kente looks cool, but it's not doing shit. You washing the feet of black protesters looks cool, but it's not doing shit. You making a statement looks cool, but it's not doing shit because let me see your let me see your board of directors. Let me see your executive suite. How many of them are black? Right. How many of them are women? How many of them are diverse? Not a lot. Like we we we, we got the files, and it's it's funny, is because. A lot of what white people are doing right now, you know, like we're asking for systemic change and, you know, we're asking for end of police brutality. We're asking for very real actionable items. You're giving me everything but the real action items I asked for. It's kind of like 
when your nigga cheat on you and instead of stop cheating on you, he buy you some flowers and like the car. Like these things are nice, but I just wanted you to stop putting your dick in other women and you can't do that. You keep giving me shit that I ain't asked for, which is cool, but you're not doing the shit I asked you to do, which is like, stop cheating on me. Stop killing us. They're, like you police, we are seeing police brutality at protests, protesting police brutality. Do you understand how wild and how ingrained that is? I don't give a flying right. fuck if you want to wash my feet. I don't give a fuck. That does nothing for me. Go vote motherfuckers. I don't, I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse. Actual racism or white guilt? Racism. It's a really easy answer. Like, white guilt is like a, like a decent number but two. No, I'm saying like in action. Okay, but hear me out. Hear me out. Because even white, even white guilt is seeped in racism. Even that is like, I don't want you to feel guilty. I don't want your, I don't want your guilt. I don't want your pity. I want you to talk to your other white counterparts, take that white guilt, use all that energy, go to the polls and vote in the best interest of people, of all the people, not just white people. Take your white guilt and create opportunities for black people. Don't just be apologetic and sorry in my fucking Or at, at least if you're going to do something. If, you, take if that you don't energy have your white guilt, do something productive with it. Like, be a shield um, in these protests because you know they won't touch you. You feel me? And you know what I'm saying? Like, something like that. Something, something meaningful. You feel me? Like, in, in, some, in some instances, some statements are meaningful. Like, NASCAR made a statement, and, which is different. NASCAR on Fox on Fox made a statement saying oh, Black Lives Matter. Them crackers was bad. And, and, and a couple things. And so a couple, a couple points on that. So first, that statement is not necessarily performative because because their core audience is not us. It's different when the basketball team makes a statement because, yeah, 90% of your team is niggas. Mad people who watch basketball are niggas. You have to, we're your base. I am not NASCAR's base, so that's so that, that's all. a different statement because you're because again you're using your white guilt or whatever to you know talk to people we can't talk to like niggas who watch NASCAR aren't gonna listen to niggas like me. It just it just the Venn diagram of people we hang out with does not connect. But my but all. my second point is when remember when Jay Z said we were past kneeling and everyone kind of you know took offense to it right mm-hmm. he was right and here's why when we get to a oh no 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 hear me out and i'm understand and, and, and i'm a, i'm a he he was unintentionally right i'll say that when we get to thank you because i was about to say when he originally made his comment he was dead ass wrong in the context that he made his con his comment but- it just so happens that he was right. Because my goat can see, Let's not get it because my goat can see the future. Watch your mouth. Anyways. Get the fuck out of here, Calvin. Because my goat can see the future. Anyways. But, be, but when we get to the point where it's become to where NASCAR is making a Black Lives Matter statement, to where Amazon is making a Black Lives Matter statement, where, where cops and protesters are kneeling together in solidarity, when the House Democrats are kneeling together that's fucking disgusting. It shows me that we have bastardized kneeling 
in a way that it no longer really means what it meant when Colin Kaepernick did it. And the reason Colin Kaepernick kneeled is because he originally was just sitting on the bench. And then a Green Beret reached out to Colin Kaepernick and said, hey, if you want to make this protest, I suggest you kneel instead of sit because kneeling will actually be less disrespectful to some, mili- to some military personnel than just sitting on the bench. So the kneeling came from a military man, which is wild in how we turned it into, oh, it's disrespecting. Disrespecting the flag. Yeah, so, right. but, and also, it, it's not lost on me that we're kneeling in protest of, yes, Breonna Taylor too, and Ahmaud Arbery, but we're kneeling in protest of George Floyd when the cop kneeled on him. So you kneeling in solidarity don't slap like you think it does when the same knee that you're taking for eight minutes and 46 seconds is the reason why we're here in the first place. It don't slap to me. Like, like, it don't sit right with me. It's actually upsetting me and my homegirls. But what's irritating, I guess, the most is of all of it, all of it is tone deaf as fuck. All of it. And like you said, yes, it's performative because you have no intentions on putting any actions behind any of the shit that you talk about. None of it. You have no intentions on actually actualizing anything that you've said or anything that you've discussed or any of your performative actions and your take clause and your kneeling shit. Fuck that. And also, huge quick fuck you. Are we at the fuck you portion of the conversation? Because I have a couple quick fuck yous. A couple. Are we, Number are one, we ever not I want at to the say fuck, fuck you part of the show? I feel like we're always at the fuck you part of the You're show. You're right, but I'm just going to go ahead and cut. I'm going to cut straight to it today if that's all right with you, friend. You got it. Also, it's so fucking hot in my apartment. I am sitting in front of the refrigerator. Y'all gonna have to excuse me. I cannot wait to get this AC installed. I can't fucking take it. And by now, the sun has gone down and my apartment is still hot as shit. Because, well, I live in a brick apartment. Yeah, I can't can't do this, friend. I I cannot. But anyway, quick fuck yous to the fact that I don't have air conditioning in my apartment. That is some bullshit. But it's also the reason why my shit is my rent is as inexpensive as it is. A. B. Quick fuck you to the NFL because they put out a statement talking about Black Lives Matter, but Colin Kaepernick is still unemployed. So, quick fuck you. Also, um, yeah, I have one more fuck you, but I don't know if I'm going to put it on wax. So, I'm going to tuck it. I'm going to tuck I it. I don't even want to know what the second fuck you was. If, if you're going to put that on, I don't, I'm scared. Um, but no. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. So, like, no. So again, it's, it, it, again, we talk about it's become cool for the moment to stand in solidarity with 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 the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and we're coming from the same people who didn't understand what Black Lives Matter meant, and at least me to my next and I think my final point in discussion. I think we have a naming problem with our movements, friend. So, for example. What do you mean? So, for example, when we when, when the Black Lives Matter movement started, created by Black queer women, if I'm not mistaken, right? You know, trying to yes, know words and and show that I'm not erasing people. So, but it was it was easily countered. Black Lives Matter. I mean, well, all lives matter, and it forced a deeper conversation about what Black Lives Matter meant. And again, I'm a marketing person. If you have to explain your three-word slogan in a paragraph, that means your slogan is not 
is not doing what it needs to be. It don't slap. It's, it don't slap. hashtag is not slapping. Right. And so if we just said something, and again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. We just said something like Black Lives Matter too, right? It then it then takes away the whole well, all lives matter. It was like we're not saying we're not saying all lives don't matter. We're saying Black Lives Matter too, because you kill us like they don't matter. So we are saying they matter too. It kind of again, as a marketing person, as a debate person, I like to out. I have to, I want to cut the knees out of the argument that I feel like I'm going to get before I get. It. Like, if I know that you're going to hit me with mm-hmm. this bullshit, I want to be able to disarm that bullshit in my opening statement. So if I say Black Lives Matter, right. and you're like, well, all lives matter, but, like, you know, and then we have to get into whole back and forth and muddy the argument. I say Black Lives Matter, too. That's a hashtag. That's a slogan. You can't hit me with all lives matter, too, because it doesn't make sense. Like, we're already saying all lives matter intrinsically. We're saying Black Lives Matter, too, because you're killing us like we don't. I cut off the argument. At the, I cut off the argument at the knees. We say something like defund the police. Now, what defunding the police actually means is basically in every city budget, the police budget is the highest line item by far. We've seen that in in, in huge contrast to doctors in this during this pandemic, where we've had doctors who had to use had to make their own PPE, uh, personal protective equipment through garbage bags and tape and whatever else they could find. While the police in that same city is walking around tanks and like riot gear and a whole bunch of military shit. Mm-hmm. Math ain't math, right? So when we talk about defunding the police, we talk about, um, hey, maybe we should make things a little more equal. Maybe we should cut some of the money out of the, out of the police budget to fund other things, to fund the safety net. Because again, right now, because the police have such a huge piece of the pie that the police are called for non-police shit, like mental health issues, homelessness, um, school, you know, school security, like shit, stuff that, put it like this, stuff that isn't necessarily made better by a nigga showing up with a gun, right? So defunding right. police is like funding the safety net so that way the role of police can shrink because the police officers don't want to be called to mental health issues, homelessness, schools. They don't give a fuck. If you ever did a ride along with a police officer, he really don't want to go to those type of things. So, okay, we'll take it out your role. We're going to take less money. You're going to take less money because we're taking out your role. Cool. Everyone wins. Problem with, again, the three word hashtag before the police is because people think that we're taking away the police entirely, right? And then it gets into a conversation right. about, like, well, do we really want to take away the entire police? And, like, I don't know if that's, again, it muddies the original argument. However, when Republicans defund education, when they defund social services, when they defund social security, when they defund, they just call it tax cuts. You see the difference? Everyone likes tax cuts. Absolutely. Everyone likes tax cuts. Like, ooh, I have to pay, I don't want to pay that. Let's get it. It's popping. Versus defund education. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we defunding education? Defund social services. I like my grandma. Why are we defunding shit for my grandma? You see, you see the difference? So if we right. promoted defund the police as like tax cuts. Hey, you wonder how we're going to pay for all this shit that we talk about? Like free education, um, 
universal basic income, we found a way to pay for it. Tax cuts from the police line item. Everyone wins. We have a naming problem. And I think that's part of the reason that like sometimes Republicans and the conservative party have like, they, they, they talk to the masses better than sometimes we do. Like we talk, we, we, the way we talk is like inside jokes. Like we say shit that we know we understand, but we don't really give a fuck about if you're not in the circle. Versus talking to the masses is less inside jokes, but I'm able to explain it in a way that I know you're going to get. That's what I mean when I say we have a naming problem. That's wild. I just... <laughs> Why is it wild, friend? I don't know, Calvin. Why is it wild? All of... Child, are you battling... All right. What's funny is that... I just... I, I'm trying to find words. And the only words that seem to come to mind, come to play, are just heavy. Everything just feels... I am fucking exhausted, dog. And I've been exhausted. You're right. I've been exhausted for months. And a lot of it, like, for instance, with the, you know, if we can speak real quick about it, the timeline being as heavy as it is with people coming forward with their stories of sexual assault. For me, being triggered by my own sexual assault, knowing that some of my friends have also victimized women during a global pandemic and carrying the weight of racism at the same fucking time. My little heart can't take it. And I'm a crybaby. Self-proclaimed crybaby. But my tear ducts are fucking exhausted. My tear ducts hit me this morning. I started crying this morning. My tear ducts, my tear ducts were like, again? Again? Alicia eyes, eyes moisturized, friend. Nothing makes sense. I had lunch today with Kia because, honestly, I needed to get out the house. But, like, I and we and her needed to catch up. And she hugged me, and I literally burst into tears. I can't take it. I just... Whew. It's wild. I'm going to have to explain this to my son. And, and, and when he goes through high school, and this is in his history book, and explain to him how we got along. And not just we as a people, but as Black people, this is how we found ways to cope. And this is why we had to find these ways to cope. Listen, I'm preemptively exhausted from having that conversation. When 2020, when my kids ask about 2020, I'm not going to be able to talk about it without pouring a drink first. But that leads me to my final, I guess my final, final point. Remember how December 31st, everyone was talking about, they had their captions on Instagram with like my 2020 vision. And Yes. And they talked about it how it's gonna be the best year ever. Clearly now my 2020 vision. I'm gonna shit on you hoes, all this other shit, right? Um but the phrase be careful what you ask for comes into play here. Because I will I will submit that this year, this 2020 clear visit, clear vision that we talked about, is coming to it's coming to light. It's just not coming to light the way we anticipated it. We talk about 2020 clear vision. As a nigga with glasses, the last time I had 2020 clear vision without glasses, it's fourth grade. So ever since fourth grade, I'm... I am fucking weak. Shut the fuck up. Since fourth grade, I've always needed some sort of, like, lens in order to be able to see clearly. Right? So 
2020 clear vision means you don't need us anything to help you see. It means things will be exposed to you and you became, and you can see things for what they are without any help. So, I mean, we have seen in 2020 that our heroes are human because we have seen people we thought were immortal mm-hmm. pass away in an instant. We have seen that famous fleeting because we saw somebody who was 20 years old on the beginning of his career die on on awards weekend. We have seen right. we have seen that this this society is being bandaged together by band-aids, paper clips, and paper mache and bubblegum. Because when we were forced to be on lockdown for months at a time, we saw all the we saw all the cracks in society that we ignored come to light. We saw the fact that like our supply chains because we have forced them to be super efficient, we have stretched them to a point where farmers, it's now cheaper for farmers to slaughter their pigs than to feed them because they can't send them to the restaurants or the grocery stores because there's, no, there's, not, there's not demand for that. We have seen how we have somehow managed to not have a stockpile of, of, of basic tests in protective masks for the people because we just didn't get around to it. We, like, we've seen the stress on our society. We've seen, all the, we've seen the racial inequality and the, the institutionalized and systemic racism affect us in Black people getting sick and dying from the coronavirus at more proportional rates. And it took... Right. And it took everybody being at home with no distractions, no sports, no concerts, not really going out, not really you, you working from home, all the other shit that we, we, we use to distract us are gone to really, to, to make the first sustained protest of police brutality in a long, long time. And the, the protests and the, and, the, and the looting and the riots have led to change. Like, oh, since May 26th, there is a list as super long of impactful changes that have been done thanks to these protests. There have been protests in all 50 states and 18 countries um, to, you know, due to the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and countless others. And also, unfortunately, right. 2020 has exposed some of the people that, in our, in, that were close to us in our friend circle as not who we thought they were, unfortunately. But this, again, this is all clear vision. We just, we just didn't know that we weren't necessarily going to like what we saw. But we asked for clear vision. We asked for 2020 vision, and it was granted to us. The ancestors, God, the stars, whoever you believe, whoever you pray to, it granted us clear vision. It just didn't promise we were going to like what we saw. And now we're here. And now the next half of the year, you're, you have been exposed to all the shit. What are you going to do about it? Yes, it's heavy. It's heavy. I feel ashamed for being tired because my ancestors weren't tired. My ancestors did the Montgomery, boys, Montgomery bus boycotts for 387 days. They weren't tired. They may have been tired, but they didn't stop. I'm as a black man. Period. As a black man. How dare I be tired and think I need to take a break when my black women are suffering? That's, what the fuck is wrong with that? So, yes. And even still, the black women came, came and was like, look, it's okay to rest. It's okay to rest. 
that it's not okay to stop. And what we need to do mm-hmm. in the second half of the year, and this will serve as kind of my last hurrah positive message, is you've been shown this first half of the year what, what really is in America. You've been shown. You understand that that new norm, that new that normal we had pre-March wasn't working. It's not, it's no longer, it doesn't exist anymore. Like the world has right. the world has irreversibly changed. Now what? Mm-hmm. Now what you gonna do? That's my point. Game match. That's set point, Calvin. Like you, I, I have nothing else to add to that. To like <laughs> you spoke exactly how I've been feeling. And it's actually it's I'm pretty good at words. I I, I pride myself on being good at words. But lately, it's been hard to put words to my emotion. And you pretty much summed that shit. Just, oh, tired. Tired feels like an understatement. And it actually doesn't accurately depict all the range, the full range of my emotion. But crying does. Because <laughs> the bitch has been in tears. Cry, <laughs> cry in a chair. Cry over there. Cry over here. Cry in the ear. Cry on a boat. Cry on a moat. Cry in front of a plate. Cry on a date. I'm going to cry. You're going to cry. Speaking of which, so I just thought about something. And I know real random, and I'm hopping around here a little bit. B. Simone shout on 9 to 5 niggas like she's not Nick Cannon's employee. I said that. Listen, she she worked for Nick. You work for a nigga who worked for niggas. It's, you know, it's upsetting me and my homegirls. Also, Stallion Bay, the Italian Stallion, actually, he canceled our date on Thursday. But I'm not hearing that. I think he canceled it because I told you he was scared. But after I think we're gonna we're supposed to have a conversation tonight. So Ooh, hopefully after this conversation, conversation he realizes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, Calvin, fuck you. I'm trying to do this thing right. I'm I'm really actually trying to like move correctly with people. And I encourage That's it. That's it. Listen, I encourage the more you move correctly, the less jokes I have to make. And while that may cause an I would like a boyfriend this year. In this economy? During the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, but I don't need a boyfriend. But, like, I would actually like to date somebody exclusively by the end of the year. Not right now, but, like, maybe by the end of this, like, by December, start to, like, entertain the idea of exclusivity. And I would like a million dollars. So we are going to see. <sighs> Why do you make it seem like my like me being in a successful relationship is in- untangible? I didn't say you you ain't successful. Why did you say exclusive? And if and and I need you to to I need you to not hate a nigga after the first month. If you can prove that you won't hate in two weeks, uh, I try to be nice. I try to give you a month. I try to see because again, I try to give you that grace period. Two weeks. Men have a two week shelf life with me. Y'all do some dumb ass shit, and I'll be like, all right, but, I'm finna see, head out. Yo dumb, you see, sometimes your dumb ass shit be like legit, and then sometimes your dumb ass shit be like, he breathe weird. And they're like, okay, sis. Or like, you wanna know what pisses me off? Men breathing? Like, men wanting things, period, irritates me. But. How dare he, how dare he know his worth? Like, fuck that. Let me come over, slut you out, and go home. And then, That's pretty much all I want to do at the moment. And then you wonder why I'm, I'm skeptical skeptical about you wanting a committed, exclusive relationship by the end of 2020. Okay. 
I'm going to eventually start putting in the work to have exclusive exclusivity. Not anytime soon. It's, and it's going to be in 2021. That's okay. Because honestly, once, once outside is safe again, you're going to want to, it's going to be like the Hunger Games because niggas have been cooped up in the apartments, not for so damn long that when niggas come outside, it's going to be like, I volunteer for tribute. I wish you well. And you won't want to feel that energy out first before you realize, okay, I can go back in. So it's going to be 2021. Like, I see how this is going already. You're going to get, you're going to get into something. It's going to be cool. It's going to be dope. It's going to be towards the end of, like, you know, our self-imposed quarantine because niggas are outside. We just aren't niggas. Side note, if I never want niggas to call me Mixie ever again. After I seen y'all niggas pay $1,500 to get to Newport Ultra Lounge. Don't ever call me I'm Mixie. I'm sorry, what? So, I heard. Calvin. I heard. Calvin. I heard, in my rich homie Quan voice, that certain. I heard. That certain members of the Cincinnati black community um, dropped a Virgil. Oh, no. Dropped a Virgil. <laughs> Can't go Virgil, Virgil with no hoe. Dropped a whole Virgil to get into the establishment <laughs> now known as Newport Ultra Lounge. I just, that's what it, I wish that's, my coon ass would. That's what, the, that's what my niggas on the streets are telling me. That's what, that's what my sources are telling me. I can't confirm that because I'm not going to. You dropped $50. Listen, I don't pay to get into y'all parties anyway. That's just not what I do. <laughs> In this economy? But y'all paid 50 Y'all paid fifty dollars to get into where? In the middle of a pandemic. Oh no! So I don't want the bottle girls are wearing masks. I'm cool. I don't. I don't want the bottle girls ain't even beating their whole face. They just doing their eyes because they got to wear the mask. Um, <laughs> just just mad just mad lashes and eyeshadow and brows. They ain't even doing the face like they they, they listen. They look like. That's gonna be me. They look like Tina Turner from a nose up and David Ruffin from a nose down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't, Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. David Ruffin. Ain't nobody coming to see you. Speaking of David Ruffin, I'm fucking weak. Speaking of David Ruffin, somebody said it was hot as David Ruffin's spoon outside, and I fucking you, you, you know what? They should have never gave you niggas internet. They should have never gave you niggas <laughs> internet. fucking lost it. The, the, the nerve, the unmitigated goal. See, we, Ooh, was, going, we was supposed to end. hot as David Ruffin's spoon. We were supposed to end on like a real positive, uplifting note, and then we debailed right back in fuckery. I don't know what this is about us. You know what? One of these days, we're going to get back to having a question of the day. <laughs> Not right now, guys. Me and, Calvin are barely, me and Calvin are barely wanting to record, let alone give you niggas a question. It, it also feels... Y'all got to, to give me a break. It also feels like read the room. It's like, mm-hmm. niggas ain't trying to be questioned about bullshit right now. Like, read the room. Yeah, like me and Calvin read the room. We're tired. We want this po- this here podcast to be a version of escapism for all of us. It definitely serves that as for me and Calvin. And we appreciate y'all for riding out with us, rocking out with us during this little pandemic. And we're not trying to get canceled like B. Simone or Just Hilarious or the nigga who played Miles. We're not trying to get canceled, to be quite honest. So we definitely going to read the room whenever we can. 
Because I'll be damned if y'all niggas call me out my name because I'll call y'all niggas out y'all name back. So I'm just trying to be not just trying to No, I just I'm pulling up on your block at this point. I ain't arguing no fucking body. It's not gonna be a, Speaking of which, you know the shorty it's gonna be it's gonna be me telling them to suck my dick and then they're gonna catch a smooth block. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. You're not wrong. Friend, but do you have a positive note you like to end this here podcast on? Um, it's okay to be tired. It's okay to be exhausted. Matter of fact, if you weren't exhausted, people will probably wonder what's wrong with you. Um, Period. It's okay. Um, take a break if you must. Rest if you must, but don't you quit. Um, and black joy is a form of resistance. So I know I've struggled with this, you know, the nerve to feel happy and joy while everyone is suffering. Black joy is a form of resistance. Um, so if you if you're proud of something, if you got the new job, if you if you if you got that that degree, that diploma, it's okay to post. It's okay to be proud of your accomplishments. It's okay to be proud of the things that you've done. It's okay to post funny jokes every now and then, you know, because black joy is a form of resistance. Black people can multitask. We can still be very, very much aware of all the bullshit that's going on in our country and still want to laugh every now and then. Because honestly, if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. And in the words of the prophet Mary J. Brage, I'm not going to cry no more. So stay black, stay proud, stay happy. That's my point. You know what, guys? Have a little bit of sex. That's my positive note today. Sex with someone, sex with yourself. Whatever you do, make sure it's explicitly consensual. And, uh, get a, you know, get stay a, safe get, out get here. Get an orgasm. Bust a nut. Everybody deserves to have an orgasm. So everybody should orgasm this week. Get in those guts, King, cons- with consent. With consent. Get, get that, get, get, get them drawers, ladies, with consent. Because some, some of you women don't know what consent is either. But we'll touch on that later. Women can be very aggressive. We'll have that conversation. You know what? We'll talk about that next week. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway. Who knows? It's your, it's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, Steve Diddy. We are out. Peace. Peace. Baby, I'm a toy. I'm going to stop my spot. You caught a vibe shooting shots. Why not tell me the thank you want to do? Baby, I'm a doing to you.